On today's show, would you trade Davis Bertans in the 10th pick for John Collins and the 15th pick from Atlanta? And let's check the vibes on the draft on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know, would you trade Davis Bertans and 10 for John Collins and 15 from Atlanta? If you want to support the show, text us. I've been texting back and forth with a lot of people today. Uh, you get actual text to your phone. Subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description below. Joining me, friend of the pod, multiple-time guest now, host of his own channel. What you got for me? Slightly biased. Oh, what's going on? Thanks for having me on. Just ready for a, a fun offseason. Ready for anything to happen. I just, yeah, I'm, ready, I'm, ready. I'm ready for things to happen now. Like I'm ready and here we prepared go. for almost anything. Today, we'll go through some... Mavs rumors of late, and then we'll talk about uh, the vibe. We'll check the vibes. If the Mavs drafted, let's say, Lively, what are the vibes? If they drafted Kaysen Wallace, what are the vibes? What would you be feeling if they made those picks? And so we'll ask, uh, would you call yourself like a Mavs super fan? Would you just call yourself, I don't know, like a Mavs content creator? Like, what's the what's the actual title you think you'd go by? Well, I mean, I guess I, I watch every game at least once. So I guess that alone would put... That alone probably puts you in like the top 1% of fans. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would like label myself a super fan really, but uh, yeah, I mean, I watch the games. But you, you, you're feeling, you're feeling with the team though. So we, we can, we can yeah. check the vibes later. What Mavs fans would feel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's start here. So the first rumor came from Jake Fisher, friend of the show that the Hawks and Mavs had talked about the framework of a deal. John Collins and the 15th pick from Atlanta for Davis Bertans and the 10th pick from the Mavericks. So just talking through this deal, it doesn't match up salary wise. So I think the Mavs would have to throw in JaVale McGee in there to make it work. And you're thinking, why would the, the Hawks do this? Why would they go from John Collins to Davis and JaVale? That doesn't make, really make any sense. Well, they're moving up five spots, but then also the Hawks are in this position where they're going to be up against this. We've talked about it several times, this new CBA coming in, that new, like new salary cap, new luxury tax, that second apron. If you're $17 million over the cap, it's just a really tough spot to be in. And if you send in John Collins, he's making $25 million this next year coming up. He's making $26.5 million after that. And then a twenty, basically $27 million deal that's a player option in that third year. They've got now one $40 million player in Trey Young, John Collins at 25, Clint Capella at 20, DeAndre Hunter at 20, Bogdanovich at 18, almost 19, DeJounte Murray at 18, and he's going to be a free agent after next year. And yeah. they got a Kongwu's deal to come up. Like they've got a lot of stuff going on. They're, they've already have two. So they have to save some money coming up here. And this is a way that they could do that because Davis's money comes off the books. They go from 10 to 15, or they go from 15 to 10, which helps them get a younger, good player that's going to be under contract for a while. But that's why Atlanta would do it, and that's why they talked about the framework of it. But slightly, t- talk me through the Mavs side of this. If you're the Mavericks and that deal comes up, and let's say they do it, how do you feel after that? How do I feel? Yeah. Or how do the Mavericks feel? I how feel you- not good. <laughs> I'm not, I, I just, I'm not a big John Collins guy, really. 
Um, although I do think, you know, it'd probably be different if the Mavericks had a, like a more legitimate center. And I could see John Collins playing four off of that guy, kind of like how ideally he would play the four off Capella. But that contract is 20, 25, 26, 26. That's not good. And the Bert, the Berton's contract to me is not bad. Like, it, it, I think it's past being a bad contract because it's essentially expiring. And that could be a valuable asset, like at the trade deadline, if you're looking to make a move. So I'm not like, I'm not like super, we have to get off this Berton's deal right now. And moving down five spots, like, I don't really, I don't know. Cause I, I don't know. Like, for me, the moving down thing is interesting because ha- I'd have to see how the draft goes. Like, I wouldn't right. want to commit to doing something like that before draft night. Because what if, like, something happens and somehow Jairus Walker is at 10 or Taylor Hendricks is at 10? Yeah. Then you'd be like, oh, God, now we're now we're draft, drafting, uh, you know, I don't know, Kobe Bufkin at 15, who I do love Kobe Bufkin. But he really <laughs> I was like, name Kobe. somebody that you don't, that you don't like. <laughs> I do like Kobe Bufkin. I feel like I'm talking myself Kobe into Miller all these guys. 15th overall. Right. And you're just like, oh. What if you know? could still get Derek Lively at 15? Then all of a sudden you, you walk into camp with, with – Lively, hopefully, if Jason Kidd wants to play him, which that's one of my big questions about him. But but right. with Lively and Collins, as you're starting four or five, and then all of a sudden, okay, we, we've got something here. We, we fixed at least two of our issues. My thing with Collins is, yes, like he he is his contract is not great for him, but it's almost like him and Bradley Beal are very similar to me in that their contract is very bad, but they're still like good players. Like they can at least still yeah. do things on the court. And, and Collins would come in and be the Mavs' third best player. He would be an upgrade over what they had last year. And for everyone that still is out there that believes in, in Christian Wood or at least believed in Christian, a Christian Wood type of player that could come in and work with the Mavericks and are just like, all right, I think that type of player could work for the Mavericks. It just didn't work with the personality, the person of Christian Wood. Then all of a sudden you're like, all right, let's try it again with John Collins. Like, let's bring in, yeah. bring in a guy that does very similar things to him. He's he's at least a solid defender. Like, he's at least fine. I, I, I don't think I he's did much better than Wood. Much better, yeah, which is which is much better than Wood, right? Yeah. His rebounding has been off the last couple of years, but he's been playing next to Compella, so it's kind of yeah. hard to, to measure that. He's not as good of a shooter as, as Christian Wood. He only shot like 29% from three last year, but he's had seasons where he's shot better than that. He's uh, got that finger problem, which is scary. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got that too. But, but so if you think that it could work, and you're like, all right, well, let me try and bet on somebody that could be an Aaron Gordon type, like somebody that in the sense that somebody just needs a change of scenery, then maybe John Collins is that type of guy. So that's, that, that's me trying to talk myself into it. But, but I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sold on Luca, Kyrie, John Collins walking into the season going, all right, that's our top three, and I'm feeling good about it. Like, I don't think I, I, don't think I would be. Yeah, I mean, I, the pick and roll would be nice, but I mean, Luca yeah. can pick and roll pretty well with anybody, but. It, it wouldn't make me jump up and down. Like I would talk myself into it. I think I, if I were the Mavericks, I'm like, Hey, listen, let's just do this exact trade. Maybe we'll swap Bertans for Tim, like an actual legit player. And let's get Capella instead of John Collins. That's the trade down thing with yeah. the Atlanta that I keep right. going back to. They need shooters. Everything you mentioned earlier, where do they really want to pay all these guys? Capella's getting older. They have Okongwu. Like, maybe they're interested in that, and th- maybe they could take Lively at 10 or something. I-, I don't know. I have no idea where Lively's going to go. That's one thing I've noticed in all- every draft research thing I've done. Like, some people think Lively's a top 10 guy. Like, well, it, from it, what it, I've noticed, like, teams, do- like, people do not have a gauge on what teams think of him. It's funny because if you're a really plugged in draft person, like somebody that talks to agents or talks to you know, people who were at the combine and you updated your mock draft recently, he went from like in the twenties range to in the tens, like the tens yeah. teens range. And so if you did your draft prep and like, we're looking at draft stuff a month ago, you would be like, there's a lot of people. I, I took lively recently in a mock draft with a, I did for grind city media. A lot of people were like, Oh, such a reach. You got to trade back. 
he's going like 10, 10 to the Mavericks a lot. I've seen him yeah. mocked to the the Pelicans at 14, uh, like, you know, the Hawks at 50. Or like, there's a couple places. Like, he's been he's been mocked because his combine and his his workouts, he's the, the three-point shot looks really good from him. Uh, I don't know if it'll translate day one in the NBA, yeah. but he at least has that that he can add in the future. So it's he's been a really interesting one to watch. Um, if you've yeah. been like paying, it's basically like, have you been paying attention to draft coverage or not? <laughs> well, it's also too like NBA fans really need to realize teams are not looking at the Bleacher Report. Fuck the Bleacher Report. Sorry, the Bleacher <laughs> Report. Uh, the Bleacher Report mock drafts and big boards, KOC's big boards. Like that does not. Just because those you know publications have lively like sixteen does not mean NBA teams do. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. Like mo- you know when people you know the big people when they do their mock drafts they're they're using Intel and stuff, but everything is a smoke screen. Like we don't know. Lively could go seventh. I have no clue. Does anyone smell anything know. smoky? Smoke screen season. We're in it. it really We're in it right now. Anything. And I think some of these some of these trade like rumors are smoke screen things. So the Givoni one from ESPN. Speaking of which, this one is. Straight up smoke screen. Does smell yeah, anything smoky? Bogdan, Bojan Bogdanovic and the 31st pick from Detroit for Tim Hardaway and the 10th pick. How would you feel if that trade went off? Um, I would just go ahead and say, all right, Luca, like good career. We wish you the best wherever you're headed next. Like, we're sorry. I'm sorry that my team failed you. I'll root for you wherever you go. That trade is horrible, man. I, like, I can't even believe it. You know, Nico Harrison has not gotten fleeced yet. Mm. Some of his trades haven't worked out, but he's not gotten fleeced. That is a fleecing. Yeah, this, this, this is a guy. Boyan got traded for Kelly Olynyk and Saban Lee a summer ago, <laughs> and now they're asking for like multiple first round picks for him. It, it just that doesn't make any sense. Like his his value and like OG and Nobi's value to me, it's like yeah, it, we've just inflated it so much because the teams just have been holding them back and not not wanting to trade for anything. You get to thirty one. I mean, you're talking about the difference between the difference between Derek Lively and James Naji as your as the player that you pick in the draft. That's a big gap. That's a big gap as somebody that could come in day one or somebody that, that will take a while to develop. And then for Bogdanovich, like he would be an upgrade over Tim Hardaway. Don't like he would yeah. be. He's just you can't bring in a 35 year old player and expect yeah. like they need somebody that's going to be here guaranteed to play and play for at least a couple of years. And I mean, what are you like? What are you even up upgrading there? Really? Like the Mavericks were still an amazing offense last year. You're yeah, you are just. Right barely upgrading on volume shooting it's like then, shot creation like, a little bit yeah but it's like i assuming Kyrie stays luca Kyrie. like i'm assuming hardy's gonna play a little bit more this season that trade just does nothing for the mavericks whatsoever like i would think bogdanovich's defense is a little better than tim's but that's it's not enough of an upgrade to me to drop from from yeah, 10 to no. 31 to, you know to do that so uh, coming up, let's talk about Christian Wood because there was a rumor from Mark Stein about Christian Wood, and then we'll check the vibes on the players the Mavs could draft with the 10th pick. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs is the place where you can get the best shorts out there. Honestly, Bird Dog shorts are awesome. I was wearing Bird Dog shorts the other day to go out uh, to dinner with my wife, and I, I came out of the bedroom as I changed. My wife goes, those look really good on you. If you want shorts that will make your wife or partner say those look really good on you, Bird Dogs. That's the one for you. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA. You can get them right now. And if you go to birddogs.com slash NBA, you'll get a free Yeti style, Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NBA. They have shorts. They have joggers. They have all kinds of other stuff. Again, you can get them at birddogs.com slash NBA. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On Mavs, being part of this show, being part of the Raccoon Squad. We appreciate each and every one of you. 
We're talking about some Mavs rumors. I'm here with Slightly Biased of internet fame. And let's go into uh, another rumor from, from Mark Stein. The Mavs are not going to make Christian Wood any kind of offer at all. <laughs> First of all, does this surprise you? Second of all, why are they not doing this? No, this doesn't surprise me at all. This was <laughs> over before it even started. But I mean, listen, I, I'm probably not the best guy to ask this because I infamously last summer was like, <laughs> I do not want to trade for Christian Wood. And it happened days later. I, I just you did. Let, let me go. Let me go a step farther for you. You did a video where it literally was players. I do not want the Mavericks to trade for. And Christian Wood was like the first one. And yeah, he, he was the centerpiece. <laughs> he was the centerpiece of the video. In my defense, though, like I was making that video because the mock trades were like Tim Hardaway Jr. Plus something else. Plus like a first. Yeah. Round I, yeah. I didn't think like Dave Mavs would basically get him for next to nothing. So that that was in my defense. But I mean. I just don't know how you win with a guy like Christian Wood. God bless him. Like I, I don't want to go too hard on him right now or anything because I mean I've already done it enough this season. But don't worry, not... he's ready. He's ready to take that step next year. I he, did tw- see he, that. He, he tweeted that yesterday. He's ready to take the next next step. Well, I, I hope wherever he takes that next step next, it's not going to be Dallas. And uh, I wish him luck wherever it is. And I don't know where it's going to be. I'm very intrigued by his market. If you're still confused by this story, it, it it's been done for a while. It, it didn't work. Like it's, it's a risk that that they tried. They tried to make it work. They tried. Said, okay, we know this guy is talented. We've seen this guy in all these different stops. But a lot of the things that were said about Christian Wood before when he came in, I brought in Jackson Gatlin from Lockdown Rockets on this show to talk about it. All the things he said ended up being true. His defense is yeah. is, is very bad. Like he like. Sean Sweeney would have to call out defensive assignments to him as the game was going on to like, all right, and he looked lost throughout the whole season. And that was very problematic for the Mavericks. It wasn't the only reason their defense was bad, but it was a reason. Uh, he, yeah. he, he believes himself to be an all-star, which, Hey, I'm, I'm fine with somebody believing in their talent, believing in, in themselves, sure. but it goes to the detriment of the team at, at certain points. Jason Kidd was not a fan of him. That did not help in any way, <laughs> like yeah. any way, shape, or form for him because he didn't get the type of minutes. He was probably the third most talented player on the Mavericks team by the end of the season, but he was like the eighth most trusted player <laughs> by Jason yeah. Kidd. So that difference, it just, it just didn't ever work out for them. Plus, he has bounced around in his career. He comes with he comes with baggage with you know being late, lots of other things. And I'm going to say this again. I know we've joked on on this podcast about this. His agent is not making anything better for him in, in his career. Like, he's not I've helping him out at, at all with the way it's... I mean, it's been talked about. It's been reported by Brad Townsend and by Tim Cato and, and us <laughs> and others. Yeah. Like, he is not making it any easier for Christian Wood in this at all. It's not... His agent isn't the reason Christian Wood isn't coming back, but it's, it's not helping him out. But... Yeah. So yeah, that rumor came out and it did not surprise me, but it surprised some. And I was surprised that they were surprised that, that this was a surprise to them. No. <laughs> Lots of surprises. No, I, I just, my thing with it, I don't know how you could watch the Nuggets or really any team that makes deep postseason runs and not see the players who you want on your team outside of your superstars, obviously, are team players who play team offense and team defense. And Christian Wood, who's uber talented, like he really is. Yeah, he's a he very is. talented offensive big. Uh, one of the most offensive talented like bigs in the league, honest to God. But uh, he's just not – it doesn't flow in with what the team is doing hardly ever on offense. Right. And so that's just – that was always my thing. You know, um, I wish him the best. I really do. But this, if you're surprised by this, I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All right, let's move, let's move on to the, the NBA draft. Let's check the vibes. If the Mavericks draft this player, what's your instant reaction? What would the vibes be? After this, if they draft Derek Lively with the 10th pick, let's say they don't trade back like they, for all these guys, they don't trade back. They just take this player with the 10th pick. What are the vibes? Good. I would be very happy. 
I, I like Derek Lively a lot. I'm a, I'm a believer in his talent. The thing I like about Lively, and again, I have, to, I have to preface this by saying my draft research is pretty much watching other people's draft research. Like, I'm not, <laughs> so, so is mine. I'm not diving headfirst into the film. I just don't have the time. I wish can't I did. Get me to, can't get me to watch a college game. I'll watch clips. I'll, watch all, yeah. I'll, go on, I'll go on Synergy, and I'll watch all the clips, but you can't get me to watch a college game. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'll watch someone's YouTube video <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, that guy looks good. I'm sold. No, but all of his weaknesses, his main weaknesses, are not even things the Mavericks need right now. Right. Like his strengths are all things the Mavericks need immediately. His weaknesses that are going to take years for him to work on aren't even things they need. Like they don't need him to do anything. They just need him to be a souped up <laughs> Dwight Powell. Really? That's it. Anything in the post or anything like, like yeah, they don't on need offense besides moves. rolling. Like, that's, weak- that's like some of his big weaknesses. I mean, right. the foul stuff is concerning to me because that's something that will bite him immediately. But right. if I can get 20 minutes a game from him rookie year, like a Kessler situation almost. I think he could do that immediately. I don't. I don't really see why not. I'd be happy with that pick, assuming yeah. like some other guys are gone. I would feel. Good, I would feel really good about this pick. I do think that they should still trade down, and tomorrow we'll do some trade down targets and things like that, uh, and we'll talk about that. But if they don't, and they, nothing nothing materializes, like they do their due diligence and nothing ends up working out, they just take Derek Lively with the ten pick. I would still feel good because they're addressing a need really bad. Yeah. He's he's not. He's, this is not a reach to me anymore. He's risen in the draft process. His shooting is real. Rafael Barlow talked to, to me on this show about how he saw him in a workout afterwards with like no cameras or anything like that. And he's just made like 14 threes in a row. And you're just like watching this guy going, dang, his shot looks solid. He adds all the things. He could be a really good rim roller. He could be a good rim protector. He didn't put up the numbers in Duke. And there's some, there's some concerns about, you know, him at the, like jumping up to another level, but there is for every player and there is for, for everybody. Yeah. He's got the size. He's he's, I think he, he would be really helpful. I'm, yeah. My vibe though, it would be good for me. And then my next thought would be, okay, is Jason Kidd going to play this guy? <laughs> that, would be, <laughs> that would be my next thought because I'm thinking that with every single one of these guys, thinking about what Jaden Hardy went through, Josh Green, the first, you know, the first year with Jason Kidd, like I'm not sure on that point, on that stance, if, if he would play him. So that's something we would have to figure out. I mean, Jaden Hardy played a lot for a second round rookie. I, I Towards the, the end. Yeah, he did. Like he played to get him out for a second round rookie. And then, um, like, you know, Josh Green didn't play under Rick Carlisle, obviously. But listen, I don't I don't care about kid not playing Christian Wood. I, I really don't. <laughs> like, that was well, one criticism of kid I never – I was never, like, in on. To me, it was more about – it's more about young players. And and it's sort of a chicken and egg thing where you're like, all right, is the young player ready to play and should he play him? So sometimes they, they would play a guy and you're like, oh, I think, I think Hardy's ready. They should play him. But – he was only ready because they like, maybe he was only ready because they waited enough time for Jason Kidd decided to play him at, at that point. Right. Like you yeah, have to weigh those true. things with them. I think they've done well with these young players in, in Hardy and in Josh green. Cause Josh green, I think they, they helped with his confidence. Now all of his stuff yeah. in the off season with, with Kyle Lowry probably helped a, t- a ton too, true. but, uh, but yeah, I, I think that they helped with his development. So I think that they would play him when he's ready, but I would be, I would be thinking about it and I would be nervous about it. Cause they do need but, him. They, they would need him to play Derek lively if they, yeah no that center rotation but i'll say that with young guys that's usually how it goes though for most teams like it's usually injuries or something in the rotation that gets them in immediately unless they're like a top five pick those guys are going to usually bad teams that are playing you know 35 minutes a night immediately but you know what's what would be the vibes if taylor Hendricks is the pick at 10 oh amazing that would be incredible vibes like that would be my my uh, dream pick for the Mavericks is Jairus Walker. I don't see a world in which that happens. I know. But Taylor Hendricks is yeah, a plug and play immediately like a glove. I highly doubt it happens, but I don't think it happens either. But the the talk with 
like Bilal Koulibaly and the talks with um, oh, who else? There's somebody else that could, could jump. That up. feels like a prime smoke screen to me. <laughs> Somebody's just trying to inflate his value just for no reason. There's somebody else yeah. that, that could jump up, but, uh, but I, you know, I, I was talking to Rafael Barlow and he thinks that Hendricks could be available at 10 for the Mavericks, which is just would be a really, really good pick for them. Cause they need a big wing. He could play back up five. Like he could do all yeah. the things that we've seen that, that playoff teams need. I think he would take a, a minute to develop too. So again, the question would kid play him early. Would, you know, would he have to wait for him to develop him? at that point, but yeah, he, he fits so much. His shot looks really clean to me. I think, I think I would be excited about Taylor Hendricks. I would be, I would be happy with lively excited about Taylor Hendricks. Oh yeah. I'd be, I'd be pumped if we got Taylor Hendricks for sure. Plug what about play the, immediately. What about the vibes? If they drafted case Wallace, they just go with the 10th pick and they draft case. Um, okay. I, I mean, I, I like all of these guys. Like I like case Wallace. I, I guess I see his fit. I mean, his defense is incredible and he can guard like from what I saw projection wise, like he could guard up to threes. Yeah. Like that's something that's projected for him offensively. Not really something the Mavericks need, but if he were to develop that, like he, he's going to be a top seven or six player in this draft, I think. So I, I wouldn't be like super thrilled. Cause it's not, you know, it's not the big glaring hole the Mavericks have, but it is a weakness that they need. Like they need to right. address, they need a better point of attack defender. Yes. And they need a guy who could sort of, guard the uh, you know other team's best guards and wing players and case Wallace can do that so I'd, I'd be happy with it but it wouldn't be like taylor Hendricks or even lively i'd have to this, think about it actually then this I'd would be more. for me this is one that i would be uh, irrationally happy about I, i'm really? i'm a be, i'm a believer in case wallace i think that he's he's gonna get that kentucky bump that we see all these guards the jamal murray the true. sga the, the devin bookers bump. the um the De'Aaron Fox is like they, they come into the NBA and you're like, all right, they're, they're a little underdrafted. And then they just show out and show yeah. that they could do a lot more than they wanted. I think him and Hardy, like him and the, the Luca Kyrie Hardy case and Wallace guard rotation would just be so great to watch. That would be that so would be fun to, to they fit all so well together. You can mix and match them. I think you could play case and Wallace and Kyrie Irving together. Uh, you're a little, you're a little small there, but you're not relying on that a ton. But like you said, case and Wallace can guard up. Every draft person yeah. says that about him, that he can guard up and guard taller. And he's like 6'4". He's not 6'2". Isaac tried to make him out like he was 6'1", 6'2". I'm like, all right, come, calm down, Isaac. <laughs> so I'd be rationally happy about this one. I don't think he's the best player on this list that I've gone through, but he's the one that I'm I'm believing in the most yeah, at this I mean, point. Like I said earlier, like I, I think a lot of players in this range are good. So yes. I, I wouldn't – it's not like I'm like, oh, my God, what are they thinking? Like I would be fine with that. And another thing too about even if Casey Wallace was a little bit smaller, like Luca's six seven, like a seven right. one wingspan. Like <laughs> you would like to think Luca just go sit on the four, like like defend a post up if you have to. But I don't know. Like Luca doesn't have to always guard guards, so I'm I'm always okay with playing two guards next to Luca because it should work theoretically defensively. Let's do two more. Anthony Black. What would the vibes be if the Mavs draft another DFW native, Anthony Black? Amazing. I'm a huge believer in Anthony Black. Interesting. I got I got some flack on Twitter because I, I tweeted something that said if I were Anthony Black's agent, I don't know if Dallas is where I want to be. And that wasn't I wasn't like sliding Anthony Black. I'm just saying I think he could potentially be like a lead ball handler on a good team. Yeah. And he's just probably not going to get that chance really for Dallas. But I love high IQ guys. Maverick, that's like a very sneaky, glaring need for the Mavericks that doesn't get talked about a bunch. Where okay, the ball's moving around on offense. Oh, uh Reggie Bullock, God bless him, has no idea what he's doing with the basketball. Maxi Kleba, love the guy to death, has no clue what he's doing with the basketball. Like Anthony Black, super smart, great passer, great connector, 
very good defender. I forgot who I was. Uh, I think it was Coach Spins, Boxhand One. I like his stuff a lot. Uh, he uh, he had Anthony Black as a second best defender in this draft yeah. after Victor, obviously. Yeah, a lot of people do. It's it's like him and Casey Wallace is like the best perimeter defenders in this draft. Whereas, like, but he I, also too like Casey is like a one through three guy on defense. Right, right, and he is a little bit bigger. He's like six six seven. Yeah, um, I'm a big just, in him. His shot is so bad. Like it's just so I would be I'd be so nervous about it because yeah. it would take a little while to de- to develop it. It's worse than Josh Green's coming in coming into the draft. But like you said, he's so smart. If I was gonna bet on somebody, all right, can he put his shot together with some actual work with some actual professionals that would help him try and fix his shot? Then yeah, Isaac loves this guy. We we picked him in our, our mock draft yeah. for the locked on mock, does. and yeah. it, mostly because Isaac just, just loves him so much. It was between him and Lively, and Isaac won out on that one. Uh, but he would love this. I, he would be a I big connector. Black than like Lively too. I would personally rather have Black than Lively. Interesting. I have Black on like I think I have like six on my big board. That's really bad. It's a bad big board. I'd be, I'm very <laughs> interested to see what it looks like three years uh, from now. Uh, Richard Stamen, Mavs draft has him seventh on his. Yeah, okay, well, there you go. So his shot's not as broke as, like, the Thompson twins, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got that working for you. And, but, uh, well, just like the Thompson twins, everything I've read about him, like, he's, like, a super hard worker. Like, that's yeah, what everyone always right. says, so. Yeah, it's it's one where you, like, you bet on the culture and the, the IQ of a guy. Like, all right, I'm just going to bet on this guy that I think he'll be able to put it together. And, yeah, and also earlier in my stream, we were looking at old drafts, and it's like, man, yeah. the Dallas kids that the Mavericks always pass on always end up being good. Like the local Dallas prospects. They <laughs> almost been, always end up being good. There's been a lot. All right. Tomorrow, we'll get into some more stuff. We'll talk about the uh, some tradeback ideas. I've got some tradeback ideas I'll bring. And then uh, players we wouldn't want to trade for. Slightly Biased joins us again tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Peace. Boom.